that was a disaster, but I feel like we're finally here. Yes. <clears throat> so, as you guys already know, having listened to the past few episodes that sounded like butt. Uh, so much butt. And we we uh, we made a point, um, I'm sure at this point you already know we're going to record something and step in and explain that it looks rough and we'll apologize, but I guess now we should probably explain what we just figured out. We figured out how to do audio. It was kind painful. Of. It was painful how dumb this was. Yeah. So we definitely don't have top of the line stuff. No, but you, you spent some money. Uh, yeah, so we've got some money sitting here at the table. If we were to take a picture of this and post it on the internet, as I'm sure we already have done, uh, it looks, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's for, adequate. For two dudes in a basement? But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. In order to have this sound okay, you have to use it. Yes. We weren't doing that on the last three episodes. I, yes. So what I the best I can figure out is we sat here with mics on. Mm-hmm. Or um, yeah, with mics on, mm-hmm. fed through the mixer. Yes, through another thing with a bunch of knobs that we messed with throughout all the recording times. of all these episodes. Uh, with shock stands, mm-hmm. uh, with the filters in front of them, pop, pop, pop filters. Uh, all of which fed into the computer, which we played with infinitely and tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Sounded good. Yes, as we were recording. Yes, sounded so good in the cans. Turns out it looks like we were recording from the laptop that's sitting on the table right now. So you got to switch to you got to switch away from the internal mic to the the thing you plugged into the computer. So all of that was for naught. Yep. And we had some good conversations that I think we're going to probably go ahead and put up, which you guys (laughs) have already heard. Uh, We'll make an apology explaining, you know, if it's going to bother you, skip it and then uh, come to here. But uh, yeah, that's pretty painful, man. Yeah. Oh, lawnmower well. man, we gotta save that one. Yeah, lawnmower man. That one's that one's gonna get saved because yeah. that's my favorite episode so far. Yeah, it. Uh, that's all right. We're we'll be all right here. Let's uh, let's regroup. Yes. Recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about they live and how it comes to Frogtown. But before we get into actual happy news, let me continue to tell you another reason why I'm miserable. So okay. We're recording on a day that's not our usual recording day. Right. And you just said we were going to talk about the movies, but screw those. Mm, I would con- rather continue to try to make myself feel bad. Okay. So we just talked about things that make me feel bad rather than talking about movies that make me feel good. Let's continue to help me feel sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. But I did this one to myself. So the reason we're recording today instead of tomorrow yeah. is because I have booked myself into hell. For the next two days. Sam Hell. Sam Hell. So uh, I'm going to convention uh, this weekend. Hold on. I just got that. Not the Hell Comes to Fart, but like the what in Sam Hell? Yeah. His name was Sam Hell. Yeah, well, his name I was got the, I got Sam the Hell Comes to Frogtown part. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get the what in Sam Hell. His, anyway, continue. Sorry. I'm an idiot. So I'm an idiot because I'm going to convention. Which mm-hmm. sounds awesome. I mean, this, conventions is, this are cool. is a horror podcast. I you're, mean, you're surrounded by like-minded individuals. Yeah. It turns out, however, those like-minded individuals are going to be like-minded for my wife. Oh. Because we are going to a makeup convention. Yay. Not like a not like a special Wait, effects makeup convention or a something. A make-out convention? No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So which any convention could be a makeout convention if you wanted to be. That's true. So it's going to be like professional beauty people that sell makeup and that do people's makeup and beauty salons and that kind of garbage. And I have <laughs> I a tell you're distinct excited. feeling that I'm going to be the only, if I'm not the only heterosexual dude there. I'm which you probably won't be. I'm definitely going to be the only heterosexual dude there that is going to look like me. Like so I for years mm-hmm. I've never asked myself the question what am I going to wear? But I have been thinking about this incessantly about what I should be wearing to this makeup convention because yeah. even in me at my best, yeah, I'm going to look totally out of place there. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster. You want to hear my theory on it? Yes. So if you try to get all dolled up and everything and you, you try to look your best, you're not going to hit that bar. No, there's but, no way. But you're going to look like you tried, so it's going to be kind of sad. Ugh. But on the other hand, if you just show up and, hey, these are my Friday clothes, as long as your wife is okay with that. See, that's the thing, man. Like, th- this whole thing, she still doesn't know where we're going. And that's part of the okay. reason. Like, I did this to myself. This isn't like she's dragging me along. I thought this was a good Christmas present for her, right? Mm-hmm. So she, unbeknownst to her, I've done this. And I've done it to myself. So I'm going to have to fake it this weekend because she deserves it. Like, I'm going to try really I'm hard I'm sure she's her. faked it for you plenty of times. That's true. Um, but... I'm dreading it, man. Like, and and but even me at my best, like, I'm gonna show up wearing a twenty dollar Cole sh- button down shirt, you know. And yeah. there's gonna be like gay dudes everywhere that are dressed way better and look yeah. way better than I'm ever going to. You can never look better than a gay dude. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, it's gonna suck in the biggest of ways. I'll report back next week on exactly how it was. I'm very, but excited. I'm not looking forward to it, and I can't. Because I definitely had the same feeling. Like I'll just show, not try. I'll wear my horror T-shirt and I'll mm-hmm. wear cargo, uh, cargo shorts. But like this is a professionals only thing. Like I have to make sure I bring her credentials because oh, wow. they're gonna like check credentials at the door. So I'm her guest. So I kind of imagine that <laughs> even me wearing my Coles shirt, like yeah. there's a distinct possibility that they're gonna have to like queer eye me like, before I'm allowed to go in. They're gonna hand you a tie. <laughs> Something, <laughs> man. I, I called three jackets like, sewn together. I did call at one point to like confirm the credentials that we needed or whatever, and mm-hmm. the gayest dude in the world answered, and I was <laughs> like, "This is, I'm gonna be so out of place here," and uh, yeah, I mean, no, it sounds like gonna, fun. It's not gonna. I hope be you fun have a good weekend. It's not gonna be fun at all, and not. I I feel like I can say this to you. Hopefully, mm-hmm. our listeners that don't know me that well, I should make Just it you clear. And me here, man. Just I, you I, and me. I should make it clear to them. I'm not saying it's gonna be suck. Because I'm referencing gay dudes. <laughs> I'm just referencing the fact that this is not in my world at all. You're going to be 100% comparing yourself to each of those gay dudes and falling woefully short. Oh, I would kill to be any of those dudes. I yeah. guarantee you. Yeah. In, in a million ways, they were better than me. Gay I, dudes could get so much pussy. So the... Uh, if they wanted it. I worked with uh, a gay guy. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty close uh, at my previous place. And uh, at one point, there was this guy that came in and he was... Uh, all buffed and ripply and like he's wearing like a wife beater and he's got it cut down the side so you can see his abs sticking out and everything. And yeah. I was like, if this was a chick, I'd call my fellow heterosexual friends and I'd be like, hey, come look at this woman. <laughs> She's got lots of skin showing. She has a good body. So I'll do this to my gay friend. 
So I called him. I'm like, dude, you got to get over here. There's a super buff guy. He's like almost shirtless. You got to get over here. Mm-hmm. So he makes a loop around, checks this dude out, comes over to me, and I'm patting myself on the back. I'm like, I am such a good friend right now. Yeah. I'm checking dudes out for my gay friend. Yeah. And he Wing came man over. He, yeah, I was totally trying to be his wingman. Mm-hmm. And he came over and was just scoffing at me. And he was like, <laughs> no. It's like, what? What was wrong with that? He had abs. He was like, he had a ponytail, gross, <laughs> long hair. And I was like, I'm done, man. I can't. I tried so hard for you right there. I just, I, I can't. I really gave it a valiant effort, but. Everybody's it, got their types. It reje- he rejected it. So I was like, he couldn't even have just thrown me a bone and been like, yeah, thanks for that, dude. That's yeah. not really my type. But no, he had to just like, like I was an imbecile because yeah. I, he had long hair and he didn't want that guy. Should have been like, I appreciate the offer. That, yeah, that's but all. No. no. But but to be no. fair, I guess if he's my friend, I do need a little bit of jerkiness and sarcasm. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so um, so yeah, that's going to suck yeah. in a big way. Um, one thing that did make my night a little bit better, you mm-hmm. saw as soon as you got here, we're recording this, I said, a different day, time than normal. Yeah. My uh, son showed you what he had been working on for the night. Perfect. Uh, it's It was beautiful. It, wh- why don't you describe it to to our our listeners? Just uh, a beautiful bouquet of tape and very colorful construction paper, designed in as a monument to father. I think it was like a diorama. Would that be yeah. considered a diorama? Uh, I think you described it best as your very own in action figure. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sure this is like, oh, this is this is what daddy is. And it was it was uh your own host over here sitting on the couch with a bowl of chocolate. <laughs> a bowl of chocolate. <laughs> and a can of soda sitting on the couch watching the TV. Beautifully modeled in yeah, construction is, paper and scotch tape. Yeah, a 3D, 3D yes. rendering. He mm-hmm. made sure he folded things and taped things so that Correct. the TV could stand up. And yep. I was sitting on the couch properly. There was lots of uh, paper towels that was the padding for the couch. <laughs> um, and I was equally impressed uh, and offended <laughs> at the same time and flattered. Probably as you should be. Flattered, yeah. like all of those things. Like, And he couldn't clarify what a bowl of chocolate is. He he really had to think before he told me it was a bowl of kisses. But I think he he was one step away from making me a straw, I think, for my bowl of chocolate. (laughs) I figured, yeah, just melted Toll House chips. That's that's what I figured it was. That's that's what my son thinks of me. Yeah. (laughs) That's so sad. But I think he also looks up to you for it because, yeah, yeah, the uh, the dog got down here before we were recording. And uh, you you said, get out of here, dum-dum. And then he just grabbed the dog and kept saying, come on, dum-dum. Come on, dum-dum. <laughs> the, the dog's name is not dum-dum, <laughs> the by the way. The dog's name is not dum-dum. Uh, the dog's name is Cordell. Do you, do you know why it's Cordell, Justin? Uh, you have told me, but it's it's horror things. Yeah, it's it's uh, the maniac cop oh. is Matt Cordell. So that probably should explain a lot for you right there. It's very, it's very referential, very it inside. Is. It is. Um, what else? Uh, another name. Before we dive in completely, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, Mr. Hobbs emailed me. Ah. So Charlie Hobbs emailed. Is back. Hobbs is back. Um, I don't know if this is an exclusive or not. He didn't make that claim, so I'm not going to get into that. Uh, do you know who Mike Mendez is? Nope. Not a clue. Mike Mendez is a horror filmmaker. 
Okay. So, shocking. Um, but pretty big deal. Uh, currently, we're at the end of the uh, Obama administration. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Obama's going to be mixing some things up okay. uh, before he heads out. So I'll just go ahead and read what, what Charlie emailed to me, okay? Great. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Genre filmmaker Mike Mendez denounced his retirement from the establishment, I'm sorry, entertainment industry today. In a statement issued via his website, he stated, It is with a heavy heart but great confidence I will have, I have made my last film. I can look back and be proud of my filmography, but it is time to move on. So that kind of sucks. Um, I don't think we've touched base on any of his films, but Mm -hmm. I really like Mendez. Uh, He went on to state that he's been hired by the U.S. government and will be reporting directly to President Obama. The White House issued the following statement after Mendez made his announcement. Mr. Mendez has a gift that should not be wasted on entertainment. His abilities to turn turds into gold need to be serve all of humanity, not just the horror community. Mendez will have his own office and quarters at the White House and will be supplied with the finest polish and cloth in order to spit shine the turds of unknown origin into golden nuggets. It's a pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. That's some alchemy. Yeah. Analysts differ on the calculations of the amount of gold the modern-day Rumpelstiltskin can produce in a day, but all experts agree that Mendez is the key to prosperity in the United States. It is unknown how his powers came to be, but the assumption is made as it's his heritage as a Hasidic Jew. Mendez came to the attention of the government with the release of Big Ass Spider and Lavalantula. Have you heard of Big Ass Spider or Lavalantula? I I think Netflix has said Big Ass Spider is a thing I should watch. Yeah? I don't know why. Um, two films that should have been giant pieces of feces, but turns out they were a joy. Joking with Mendez, President Obama said, surely you could turn those turds into gold. You won't have any issues with these logs, pointing to the end pile of feces. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. I think that uh, Mendez is going to turn it all around for us. Yeah. Sounds Um, like Glenn Beck's best friend. Yeah? Yeah. Is he into alchemy? He really likes gold. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he still doing that? I haven't listened to him for years. I don't know. I just I we're in the age of the internet, so I'm gonna say I read a headline yeah. <laughs> where That's apparently you know. Glenn Beck is uh, kind of backpedaling on his craziness a little bit, I, saying he was maybe a little misguided. Yeah, that could be clickbait too, though. That very well could be. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mendez was actually able to make movies called Big Ass Spider and Lava Lantula and made them good. So Lava, La- I'm gonna assume that. That is an also a big ass spider, but kind of made a fire. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll touch base on those, but it looks like Obama noticed, and uh, but he's done. Yeah. So Obama's a cool president, you know. So sad yeah. to see him go. He's uh, yeah. So long, Mike. It's yeah. a shame. Um, ready to dive into our Roddy Piper Piper double feature? I I, I guess. You guess. You sound disappointed or upset. Uh, I mean, they live was. Good. All right, let's start with They Lived. You said it was good. Yeah. That's what you got for I, me? I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, okay, so one of, the, one of the first notes I have here is the, the it's a, it's the Blu-ray, Collector's Edition, and it was put out by Shout Factory. Mm-hmm. And I like Shout Factory, but I think they're mostly known for like properties that kind of cult classics or kind of went under the radar yep. or anything. But I was like, hey, this is John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of thought about, like, John Carpenter made the thing. Like, I th- I didn't think he was, like, Steven Spielberg or anything, but I thought he was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after watching the uh, the great previews on Hell Comes to Frogtown, 
or that that DVD. Uh, I I think John Carpenter like maybe just lucked out with the thing. Are the rest of his movies bad? No. I mean, they live isn't isn't terrible, but so there's a whole lot of things that you just said that I feel like I need to talk about. Number one, okay. So Shout Factory did put this out. Mm-hmm. They have a subsidiary label, or however you want to. They called Scream Factory. Yeah. And they're kind of they're one. There's a handful of things of companies right now that are having huge effects right now on the horror community. Scream Factory is one of them, and what they're doing is they're taking these. They Live is definitely not one of them. They Live would yeah. definitely be one of their big titles. They just did The Thing. So they put okay. out a huge reissue of The Thing. They remastered it. I think they did a 4K scan. Don't, don't Great. quote me on the details, okay? Well, they always treat things well. Exactly. But what they're doing is, and what a bunch of other companies are doing right now, which is an incredible time to be a horror fan, is they're mm-hmm. taking these... They're taking things that were never released on, v- on DVD yeah. and doing like 4K scans on them. Like these... For all intents and purposes, terrible movies, but giving them like three disc reissues and like putting tons of money into all these special features and everything. So it's fantastic. So Scream Factory is is the creme de la creme of that kind of thing. Um, And they've pretty much done all of Carpenter's work on Blu-rays as of now. Cool. I Um, mean, there was a there was a preview for uh, I think it was called Black Moon Rising on on the Hell Comes to Frogtown disc. Okay. Tom, now, Tom. now Hell Comes to Frogtown isn't on Scream Factory. Right. Okay. Correct. And John uh, Carpenter didn't have anything to do with Hell Comes to Frogtown. Correct. Okay. But there were four previews of the, that were pretty great in front of the okay. DVD. I didn't see those. I watched them. Okay. They were great. Sorry. Uh, so the first one is Tommy Lee Jones and Linda Hamilton Okay. in a movie about a sci-fi car or something. Okay. And uh, Not Christine. Man, that looked bad. Not Christine? No. Okay. I, like it's it's like a future car, a future car. I don't think it's like a possessed car. Okay, which isn't that what Christine is. Is it a sentient car? I don't. I it doesn't seem like it. It just seems like it's a car that has rockets in it or something. What is the difference between sentient and possessed? I think otherworldly. I think a possessed car paranormal. is sentient, but it is the sentience of whatever has possessed it that has made it sentient not like something innate about it okay but a sentient car doesn't it's not necessarily possessed okay it's a set subset okay thing. all right so that was the Tommy Lee Jones what was your next preview uh i don't remember <laughs> you started this whole segue okay go the, ahead the whole keep segue, going what the was your point is about John Carpenter okay so so I love the thing, yes. But it's like I think it's the only one I've seen, and I know he did assault on on precinct thirteen. Yes, precinct. That's how you say that word. Yes. Uh, and I knew he, I knew he did. They live, mm-hmm. which I hadn't seen. Right now I have. But I thought he was like one of those big filmmakers. He is. I think he's prolific, but I don't. Well, I don't well know. maybe he's not. As, I'm not as well versed. I've seen a lot of things that he's done most of which I either I feel like I didn't get enough time with I didn't give enough chance to because I didn't have that impact that ever so many other people talk about with his things Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely want to revisit with them with you and give them a more refined look I was just listening to Nerdist 
Do you listen to Nerdist? I used to. I haven't. So I just listened to Nerdist and Rob Zombie was on. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how the difference between when he was young and now. And I'm, when I'm listening to it, I'm hearing two different versions of me. And the analogy he was making was when he was young, he would have to buy, he would save up and he would buy a record. He would put it on and he would listen to it and be like, I don't really like this. And his assumption was, I don't like this. I must be dumb and not understand it. Okay. And he would keep listening to it and keep listening to it until he understood it and he liked it. I have definitely done that with things. So, but I think that we are of the generation that did have that where you had the physical media and you were just stuck with it, right? So yeah. if you rented something from the video store, you had that video game for the whole weekend. Right. You had to figure out a way to make the best of it. If someone bought you an MC Hammer CD, you had to like that CD. Yes, you had to listen what you to were it. getting. Exactly. Whereas now the generation that he's referencing and myself, Mm -hmm. things are so disposable that you can give it 15 minutes and then you change and watch something else on Netflix. Right. So my point that I'm making here is I want to make an effort with you Mm -hmm. to really try to get into these, these other Carpenter movies. Right. Um, It doesn't seem like a lot of them are horror themed. They seem to be more actiony. They're, but it's more like, they're somewhat on, graphic. Yeah, they're they're peripheral. I mean, yeah. they're they're there. Um, so it's a little. That's something I want to explore. Is mm-hmm. because I'm definitely not the biggest Carpenter fan because I don't I don't think that I get it. Like, yeah, even Halloween I'm looking forward to, because I don't really get Halloween. Like I really don't. It's 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 arguably like the horror movie. Yeah, and I'm a horror guy, but I don't really get Halloween, and I, I feel like I that's just me. not realized that John Carpenter did Halloween. Yeah, so I feel like that's on me for not yeah. getting that, as opposed to me putting it on him or the film. Like, can that many people really be wrong? Like, and these are the people that like I would tend to agree with on things. Yeah, um, but I'm also not going to disagree. But that's the the point that I'm making is I'm smart enough to know that it's possible that I'm an idiot. Right. I know that Mozart is good mm-hmm. and I'm just not smart enough to understand it. And I don't have the patience to learn to listen to jazz. Yeah. Even though it's better, ob- objectively better than any music that I actually listen to. Right. Um, I, I, I kind of get that because I think I use, you know, I, I like, I'm not. All right. Let's say words. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of a film buff. I like to think that I am. Um, even though I haven't either have entire blind spots. But I feel like I don't look down on isn't really the right word, but I knew horror wasn't for me or at least I thought so. Mm -hmm. So I just completely dismissed it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think of this podcast. And now it's all turned around because you watched hell comes to frog town. We'll get into it. (laughs) But I feel like this, this podcast is, Rob Zombie listened to the same record over and over again until yes. I liked it. Like this is, this is me getting a chance to dig into the genre and for its ups and its downs, which some downs are fun. Not all downs are fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what it is. Okay. And yeah, John Carpenter, uh, maybe not as good as I thought, but maybe not as bad as. I'm yeah. thinking you, he you might have be seen now. one. You have seen one film though, too. So, two. 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 I've seen I'm the sorry. thing. Okay. I love the thing. Probably in my top twenty. Okay. So they live. Mm-hmm. Overarching thoughts. Um. It's pretty slow paced. 
even for like it's it's time i feel it there's not so it says right in the beginning that it was based on a short story mm-hmm. and it definitely felt like that okay it definitely felt like they had maybe an hour's worth of movie here and they made it into an hour and a half okay and part of that i think is the fight scene mm-hmm. which is fantastic uh so I'm all for that being, but there was a lot where it's just, just filler and shots of Roddy Roddy Piper looking into the distance that go on for maybe a little too long. Mm-hmm. But oh, overall, I enjoyed what was there. I I'd, think that's Carpenter is part yeah. of it. I think that's part of it's Carpenter is we'll see more, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with. Mm-hmm. They Live is one of my favorite Carpenter movies. So I don't know if that's boding well, but I mean, if there's a complaint that I've had about so far with yeah. this podcast, it's that I feel like you've agreed with me too much. Like, I feel like I needed to put throw more divisive things at you so we could argue a little bit more. Uh-huh. Like, um, so maybe I'll try to make that on the agenda is things that I'm like, he is going to hate this. We need to talk about this more <laughs> um, because I feel like we've done a lot of stroking each other, others opinions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be a defender of they live. I really, I like they live a lot. I will say that I'm I might go out and buy it and have other people watch it, but I felt like the first 10 minutes I was like, yeah, they live. This is going to be great. This seems pretty awesome. And then it kind of it didn't it didn't lose me, but it didn't I wasn't as jazzed for the next 80 minutes as I was for that first 10. Okay, so break it down for me. What what, um, what do you got? I feel like it maybe it took a little too long to get to, to the meat and potatoes of it. Okay. There's a lot of setup to mm-hmm. get to. He finally puts on the glasses for the first time. Okay. And by the way, that him putting on the glasses and his kind of first go around with the glasses I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the, just not only that scene. Formaldehyde face. I love formaldehyde yes, face. Formaldehyde face. Uh, you know, that, that scene where he's looking at the magazines and he finds the first uh, alien there and like keeps looking at him with the glasses and without and everything. And then when he goes into the, actual store are you hearing like a tapping yeah i am i was just gonna ignore it okay we're back yeah more technical difficulties always fun <laughs> this one but at least we're still going through the mics uh hold on yep we are okay great uh so yeah when there's the magazine scene and then when he goes into the uh the little bodega there and that whole scene and they you first See, they first noticed him. Like, I thought all that was great. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it kept going and kept going and kept going. And it, I just I just wanted to push it along. Like, it, it was like the little engine that could, and it wasn't quite making it up the hill. Okay. Um, like I said, overall, I really enjoyed it. I feel like it was, it was what, like an hour and 35 minutes? Something and I like feel that. like it was probably like a 75-minute movie. Okay. I... Yeah, I can't disagree with that necessarily. I think it's it's hard for me 
I, you can't when you've got an opinion like that. I can't yeah. argue that you should have enjoyed the ride more. You know, it's hard <laughs> yeah. for me to retort that. Um, I would say that the ride, I, I didn't feel that way. But it's mm-hmm. hard for me to come back with any witty retorts or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, what I will say, mm-hmm. hopefully this is starting to get a little bit more amusing. Did you see the price of the tube TV at the beginning? I you did saw not. it twice. It was on sale. Uh-huh. Probably a 15-inch TV. Okay. How much do you think it was regular price and sale price? Mm. 15-inch tube TV. nineteen eighty-eight, maybe. Don't quote me on the date. 200 on sale for 150 $359 on sale for $339. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah. I paused it to make sure that I got the right <laughs> price. Uh, I don't know if you saw when he first walks in, like the very beginning of the, the movie, when he walks into like the unemployment office or anything, the guy in the wheelchair uh, looked like legless Mr. Belvedere. Not Mr. Belvedere, Mr. Belding. I missed it. He looked. He looked exactly like Mr. Belton. Like Mr. Belton does now, not what he did in Saved by the Bell. Did he lose his legs? No. Oh, okay. But Mr. Belton got fat. He was never skinny. No, but he got fat. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I love the cast, like Roddy Roddy Piper and Keith Motherfucking David. Yeah, I love Keith David. Everything that he's in, all the video games that he's in. As a fan of the Saints Row series. Is that a video game? That is a video game. Okay. Uh, he does a lot of voices in like Saints Row the Third. And then in Saints Row 4, one of the characters is straight up Keith David. Oh, by the way, Keith David is president. It's, it's a great game. Sweet. I got, I got nothing David. to give to you. <laughs> I got nothing to give to you on that. Just talk to me about how awesome Keith David is. I agree. Keith David is awesome. Um, the homeless guy that turns mm-hmm. watch him he appears in a lot of these movies okay in like this like, ex- this exact same role of like the... nothing nothing important just i mean a lot of this genre mm-hmm. he's just going to be playing a homeless person or a bum or a drunk routinely who just happens to like t- turn at the end no 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 not, not that specific but mm-hmm. just watch he's he's a bum and a okay. bunch of stuff so watch for that yeah um at the end, he was a bum in a nice tuxedo. He was. So something that annoyed me about this movie, that I think annoys me in every movie that this comes into play, even mm-hmm. like Star Wars, Yeah. every movie's trash is so clean. Yeah. No movie has garbage. Every movie has trash. Yes. They threw away, everybody throws away tons of cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. I think there was a bunch of garland here that and was thrown away. a lot of uh, shredded documents yes a lot of shredded documents there's no banana peels or coffee grounds ever in any no. movie no ever nothing wet whatsoever no it's all dry every because no actor wants to go into i that. know i know why it's that way but at this point it's distracting like i like like we talked about before like i really want to see a good shit scene i yeah. really want to see a good garbage scene yeah yeah well, that doesn't it just doesn't happen so speaking of the garbage scene uh so he goes into the back of the garbage truck to look for the glasses uh, he had a box full of them. He finds that box. There's only one pair in there. All right. There's only one pair left in the entire box. Okay. And he throws the box down. So as far as he knows, these are like the most valuable things in the world. Mm-hmm. They are the key to saving the earth. Mm-hmm. 
And as far as he knows, they're the last pair. Mm-hmm. Then he finds Keith David and is like, hey, you should put these on. And Keith David is like, no, I don't want to put those on. Let's fight. Mm-hmm. And so both Piper and David, which you can't you can't fault David for doing it, but Roddy Roddy Piper just immediately throws the glasses on the ground. <laughs> and then repeatedly picks them up and throws them against the wall, just throws them all over. They're the most valuable things in the world. Yeah, and he true. just throws them all over. That's true. Some of his things... I don't know how I would react in his situation, Mm -hmm. but I feel like he jumps into going to a bank and starts blowing people away a little too quickly. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But But he definitely jumps the gun, uh, no pun intended, on that one, I think. Uh, But so it's the last pair ever. Finally puts them on Keith David's face. Keith David wakes up. Next scene, they're both wearing glasses. You're right. This movie's a piece of shit. Yep, it's terrible. I just thought <laughs> no, I just thought that was funny. No, I missed it. Um, one that I I noticed too. So they go under to the to the meeting. Mm-hmm. They get contacts. It's yeah. very apparent here that Rowdy Roddy Piper, the person, the real life person, uh-huh. doesn't know how contact lenses work. No, because he takes the whole the whole con- like the the holder for the contact lenses. And like tries to insert his eye into them or yeah. something. It's the yeah. most awkward thing ever. And they immediately cut somewhere else because instead of trying to explain to him how they work, I remember the first time I got contacts, it the, was like a 45 minute fiasco trying the to get them I, in my eyes. I, and these two got them like yeah. super quick. I can't touch my eyes. The time I got contacts was the worst. I want to, I want to see versions of those movies where like, Roddy Roddy Piper and Keith David are like standing in the mirror and like they have snot running down their nose and they're trying to put these contacts in and they're just like, I can't get it. I can't get it for like 45 minutes. And they Especially in the 80s meeting. when those were probably glass. They were probably glass. Yeah. Those yeah. had to have been terrible. But I did love that. Like literally he just puts his face down to yeah. the contact lens case and then they cut away. Yeah. This movie though, full of great one-liners. Isn't it? Just It's just one-liners. This is one-liners of the movie. Like this is, there's not a lot of actual dialogue, but what is in there is just great. But it doesn't feel like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. No. Or, or, uh, uh, CSI Miami. No, it's not just a, Hey, here is, here's the thing we're going to put on Taco Bell cups. Yes. It is. I'm a badass dude and I'm going to say a badass dude thing right now. I think part of that is Roddy being a wrestler. Yeah. So he was filled with those like that's right. what you do is drive up and down the road oh yeah piper is things piper is one of the best ever mike's men if that's a thing i can say what is that beeping i i don't know it sounds like your, is it your refrigerator my, my refrigerator, <laughs> your refrigerator is running? not running give prince albert in a can i don't know what that is um prince albert in a can I don't, I've never understood that one, but that's a thing people said. Isn't Prince Albert a yeah thing through your yeah? Thing? But he was also a real person. I think that he might have been like a tuna product at some point or something like that, because they say, "Hey, do you have Prince Albert in a can?" Who's the tuna fish that like has like the sailor hat? Uh, which is kind of like a self- the Starkist tuna guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is that Prince Albert? No. There. So we make a lot of people mad. Okay. There are tuna fish fans like screaming right now at the thing. Yeah, I only buy Starkist in the bag because it doesn't taste like tin. It costs like four times more, but it tastes better. Um, so I don't know. If Fuck all, chicken in the sea. It's Aldi's. 
Do you know how many people we just lost now? You <laughs> yeah. just drew All, the line in the sand you know right what? there. You know what? All those Chicken of the chicken of the Sea fans, we can lose them. <laughs> you know? I guess our numbers have been good enough. We can just cut half of it. Exactly. Even with those shitty sounding podcasts. You thought this election was divisive? <laughs> Wait, now yeah. you're hearing this Chicken in the Sea versus Starkist <laughs> smackdown. Um this, so I don't know if all is Aldi's a national chain. Are people going to understand what I'm talking about? I don't know. It's it's wherever there is in your town where poor but not homeless people go to shop. Now you're saying more offensive things. No, because everyone has one of those places. Okay, so it is Aldi's is just the one around where we live. Okay, so it's the low end grocery store. Yeah. Okay. We the place go the there. place that has a de- a whole dented can aisle. Yes, that place. If, if that place exists in your town, that's what we're talking about. Okay, so we would go there periodically when I still was dating my wife, mm-hmm. and thus tried. We would go there, and we Is would, Aldi's trying. Let me finish my sentence, okay? okay? We would go there because we would buy cereal to feed to the ducks at the zoo. Oh, okay. so that was me trying. That's cute. Ask me how long it's been since we've done something like that. How long has it been since we've done something uh, like that? Too long to remember. <laughs> Maybe since we went to Aldi's. So we went to Aldi's to buy cereal for the ducks. Uh-huh. And we looked at the can of tuna fish, and I realized, like, I am never shopping here again. I wish I could remember what country it was, but the tuna fish was canned in some, like, landlocked country in Africa. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> I don't, I'm not that great with geography, but I remember like, this doesn't seem right. So I think it's it was like in the middle of the Gobi. It was long enough ago. Like I couldn't look on my phone. I had to go home and log onto the internet to confirm my suspicions, but mm-hmm. it was like landlocked middle of Africa. So this tuna I like fish I just might've said a stupid thing. <laughs> it's the Gobi desert in Africa. I know the Sahara is in Africa. Is the Gobi desert also? That might be in the middle East. I got, I got nothing. Something. I got to wait till I get home and get on the internet. Damn it. Um, that's my, uh, my Aldi tuna fish story it's a good story i have no idea how we've arrived to tuna fish we were talking about rowdy rowdy piper doing being a mic man and speaking of rowdy rowdy piper yes he makes he says some he he uses the phrase hard times but he emphasizes it i'm pretty sure that's a wrestling reference to uh uh dusty Rhodes, who recently passed away this year uh dusty Rhodes was very a he <laughs> He was a blue-collar wrestler who wore polka dots. How somehow that was a thing. Uh, he has a, a great promo. If you're into wrestling at all, go look. Go when you haven't heard the Hard Times promo, go listen to the Hard Times promo. Because it's it's one of those things. And I heard that and I thought, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's a reference. The best wrestling thing I've ever heard mm-hmm. is Hulk Hogan. Uh, the Yappa Pie? No, the water. The water. Does that mean anything to you? Not immediately. If not, we have to do that. Here's what I need everyone to do. Okay. Everyone needs, after I finished saying this, not this, but the next thing I'm going to say. Okay. Everyone needs to YouTube uh, Hot Water Hulk Hogan. I'm sure it'll pop up. It is the best thing in the world. I'm going to show Justin right now, and we'll reconvene in just a moment. That video was definitely (laughs) not hot. He says it's not hot. That doesn't make sense. It makes he no says, sense. He, he reaches and he touches the water. Okay, folks, Russ is dying right he now. Says, 
This might be a one man podcast going forward. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would you? Why would they keep that? Like, even if he screwed it up, why would they keep that take? Because Hulk doesn't do two takes, brother. It's not. Ah, it's not hot. Why would you? Oh my god. I'm so sorry right now. I'm not being <laughs> professional at all. Okay, so that was, I believe that's called the Dungeon of Doom or something stupid uh, like that. I'm literally crying right now. And I just want to let you know every once in a while, I will I will think of Hulk Hogan <laughs> just going, Wah! it's not hot. And I will start giggling to myself like in the middle of my work day. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a joke. Oh. Oh, I believe that was the Dungeon of Doom that was, uh, I think, right after Hulk Hogan went to uh, WCW. Uh, I'm... I was always a WWF, WWE guy, so I did not get to see that, and I'm sad I missed it, but I'm glad I'm better for it, having seen it now. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like I need a cigarette or (laughs) something, man, or a bowl of chocolate. Yeah, bowl of chocolate. Um, So we were were talking about, you were talking about the one-liners in the movie. Yeah. Uh, The Roddy Roddy Piper comes up with a bunch of them. They were great. Uh, The classic definitely is... uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Did you know that before this movie? I didn't know it was from this, but I'd heard that before, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's from this movie. And I think that was one of them that he brought with him. I don't think that was a scripted or a carpenter thing. Probably. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more for it. I mean, it's it's not really a movie that I can riff on too much. Um, but I, if anything, I would say it's, it's definitely not subtle. No. Like about its point that it's making. No. But I don't think it try it would say that it's trying to at all. No, this definitely this movie has a message one hundred percent and it wears it on its sleeve. Uh I will say that the the cops who are about half human, half alien, uh they're really bad at their jobs because they go into the church, they raid the church, they burn down the church. And they miss the most obvious fake wall I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> with the last bit of sunglasses. And then uh, they they are like beating the the preacher and the guy who broke in the broadcast and everything and missing those punches by about 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just and like the 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 professor looking guy gets hit several times without reacting. It was pretty funny. I found that amusing. Um, Meg Foster. I can never tell if she's attractive. Like I her she has okay, so you know Olivia Wilde? No. Um uh, I'm trying to think of a reference you would get. She was in What horror Alien. movie is she in? <laughs> Hold on. I think she was in one. It's not coming to me. I got I got nothing. I'm not gonna get it anyway. Uh, did you watch House? No, I've seen episodes of House or whatever. Yeah, she but was unless in the later you're talking seasons. about, yeah, unless you're talking about Hugh Laurie, I won't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you probably haven't seen uh, Aliens versus Cowboys. Yes, because it was a John Favreau movie. Oh, you did, but see I that? don't remember anything. I was all right when it came out. She was the lady in that. Don't remember. Anyway, she has these piercing eyes that are just indescribable. Mm-hmm. They're they're great. But then she's also would you describe really attractive. Them as, would you describe them as piercing? <laughs> Just a thought. Maybe. <laughs> Just a thought. So, 
uh, what was her name? Meg Foster, is that you said? Yes. She also has eyes like that. She's gonna. She always looks like she's gonna kick my ass, though. Yeah, but she doesn't have. She's. She's not. She doesn't have the hot face and body. Yeah, I think part of it might be it? the '80s thing. Like if she was maybe. wearing shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah, maybe if if it wasn't '80s hair, we'd all think she was hot. That's true. Yeah. What else she got about they live? Um, I disagree with Justin. I would absolutely recommend this. Sounds like he's at about fifty percent on it. I'm at ninety. I I would I would watch it again, but this, I felt like I said like ten ten minutes going in. I was like I'm gonna buy this and make my everyone I know watch it. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh, I would I would watch this on Netflix with people. So yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on they live before we move on? Oh, yes. Uh. Two things. First off, the end. Satellite dish blow up real good. <laughs> yeah. Like they spent, they took some time making sure you knew that, that satellite dish blew up. The uh, that's a pet peeve that I have. Like I'll watch a movie with my wife, and I'll just be like, "Oh, that was must have been filled. That car must have been filled with gasoline or whatever." Yeah. The worst one being the name's not coming to me off the top of my head, but there was a like a mass cow death, right? So like mm-hmm. all these people's cows died. And they had this this giant mass grave that they were burning them in. And yeah. they were pushing cows in and they were like exploding as they landed. <laughs> like those cows must have been filled with gasoline. I mean, cows are filled with a lot of methane. I but. feel like it was a movie with uh, uh, the Boys Don't Cry girl, who's also, yes. you can't tell if she's attractive or not. Yes. Uh, there was a whole office episode about whether she was attractive or not. I haven't seen it. Um,. Million Dollar so, Baby. Yes. Cannot remember her name. No, there's so many people yelling right now. It is it is hurting me, and I'm sure it's hurting you guys. It's an H name. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. We got it. Thanks, Karate everybody. Karate Kid Part 3. I don't know that. I've never seen any of the Karate Kids. Neither have I, but I know that because I know things. I don't, but she's another one that I can't figure out if she's attractive or not. Yeah. Michelle. I generally lean to, yeah, probably. Michelle Rodriguez always does that for me. She's hot, but her face. It's like, I'll be I'll be like, yeah, she's pretty attractive. And then I'll be like, oh, I think that's a guy. <laughs> and then and then the next scene, I'll be like, she's pretty attractive. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I can't tell. Um, yeah. Do you know who Jennifer Carpenter is? Did you watch Dexter? Is, was she uh, Morgan? Yes. The, the sister? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same thing. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, my God. She's a man. Oh, she's pretty. She's she seems very ribby, very skinny. She's definitely ribby. <laughs> I'm not into that. Yeah, she's definitely ribby. Uh, so the other thing, uh, other than oh wait, the end, the movie ends with uh, a a woman riding an alien. Yeah, like the only nudity that you see in yeah. the whole movie. All of a sudden at the end. Yeah, way less nudity than Hell Comes to Frogtown, but way better nudity <laughs> way than Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Uh, and then, so when they're in, when they're in the basement and they've just gone down the portal and they are looking around to see who's there and they like hide behind a corner because there are two security guards there and they're talking into a walkie talkie, but that walkie talkie is the PK meter from Ghostbusters. 100%. Probably. 
I mean, it, it was probably they shared the same prop company or something. Yeah, I didn't notice at all. You seem way less excited about that than I am. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't make the discovery. I was just told the discovery. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that should have blown is, your mind. This is, well, I'm digesting it right now, and that yeah. is pretty crazy. But Because yeah. uh, they do it several more times in the basement. But yeah, they all have, they have the, they have the PK meters. Didn't have antenna the PK meter like they raised up and down. No, the so it was like I don't know if you know what a Vive controller looks like, which you don't. Uh, they had they, they had <laughs> that, just, and then that on that. the sides they had things that like came out with like LED lights on them, and those are exactly what those like alien walkie talkies were. I got nothing, man. I'm not recreating it in my head at all. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. That didn't land like I wanted it to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go to Hell Goes the Frog Town. Goes, so here's the number one question that I have. Mm-hmm. At what point did you know that there were actually frogs? You didn't know going in, right? No. So you didn't know until like the reveal happened that you saw a frog? Uh, so. That, I was so excited about that. <laughs> about the idea that you were watching this and all of a sudden there were actual little frogs. So, Okay. Let's get right into it. <laughs> so I watched the previews and I was still like taking, I was like getting my notes together and everything, getting ready, new movie, you know, and then they are like panning up from this destruction and then there's like Statue of Liberty and then uh, it was very cheesy that it was like a statuette, not the actual Statue of Liberty, Yeah. but I was like making a note, oh, you know what, that was cheesy, but kind of cool, kind of well done. And then I hear something that sounds like Greenies ain't supposed to have guns. <laughs> and I was like, did he say Greenies? <laughs> and then the dude ribbits. <laughs> and I went, no. <laughs> this is That's not what this movie is. That can't be. That can't be what this movie is. So you you were just coming off They Live at this point, mm-hmm. which wasn't necessarily your favorite movie, but you were like, this I is really, a, yeah, this I is a like real, it. but this is a real movie. Like, yeah, he might be a wrestler. Uh-huh. This might be a horror movie guy, but this is a real movie. Yeah. Hell Comes to Frogtown might not have heard of it, but mm-hmm. this is probably totally like an action Mad Maxi type movie. Right. There, there are plenty of these like B action movies mm-hmm. that are like stupid and fun. But there are not plenty of Hell Comes to Frogtowns. No. And the world is better for that. This is the most sexual yet juvenile movie ever sexual but completely unsexy oh it's so unsexy just completely there's nothing unse- or is, there's nothing sexy about it no um, even like, there's even like boyoing dude got a boner sound effects in this movie from the from the moment like or even being neutral about this mm-hmm. roddy piper isn't attractive is he mm-hmm. like he might be no fit, one... but he's not attractive so the I'm only, talking about for the audience. Right. I feel like the only people who were attractive were like the ladies at the end. None of the main characters are attractive and they're the only oh, ones who I like who the get, girl with short hair. I don't know. She got naked and it wasn't... Eh, she was also very ribby. This is the most perverted episode we've done for yes, some reason. Yes, very I much. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I don't have an answer for why we're being... Like that, but I think we have to be for Hell Comes to Frog Town yes. because it's so bizarrely sexual. Like that's the, the whole premise. So you take off the first. So okay, let's just dive into it. Okay, go ahead. 
our main character is probably a serial rapist. Yeah. So the, the that's the, <laughs> I yeah can't right even speak exactly because if even rewatching it, I was like, is he a rapist or is he just like a a pit? Not a pit. You know what? Is he? Yeah, a pimp. Yes. Is that what it is? But then it feels like it's implied like a lot of times Yeah, that these weren't willing people. But that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense either because everybody seems to be going crazy for him because he's fertile and apparently well endowed and can do a lot of stuff with his member. But also at the same time, most of these girls apparently aren't fertile or else they'd be under med tech watch or whatever. Yeah. So he's just roaming the wasteland, banging ladies maybe against their will yes and this is our hero and this is our hero this is yes yes and the guy who's like you know what you should stop that spoiler alert he's the main villain why okay so the very beginning Mm -hmm. the black nurse yes can't act at all no be just terrible no not she would probably agree i'm willing to bet she's like i'm not an actress they showed up they were just like, we want, we want like a racist mammy stereotype in this role. <laughs> and then they grabbed this and, woman. Yeah, that was and they found by. one off the street. <laughs> and like you'll do. Yes, and told her she was going to act. Yes, I agree. She was terrible. Yeah, I think I brought that up, but I told you I agree. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. That's um, fine. So they decide that he's fertile, so they need him to impregnate the people that they have that are fertile as well. Okay. Yes. So they launch a way to. So these people are being held hostage, though. Mm-hmm. So their plan to get to rescue them, right, is for a nurse slash CIA agent type person. Yeah. An, one bodyguard, an army lady, and the their the, key to survival. Probably for the, the human most race, valuable man. He on personally Earth. needs to go to get these hostages with them. Right. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. No. What? No. I don't. I know that was the plan that was terrible. None of this movie made sense. No. So they go to try to rescue them. The, yeah. One of the very first problems that they have is there's a border patrol right, stop. B- between the mutant reservation and the freelands or whatever. Yes. Why were those guards so hostile and mean? Uh well first of all this is I don't I assume this isn't just the DVD I assume the print is like this because it happens twice so the the border patrol is the first time that you, we first see the the border patrol people and they are like lounging in lawn chairs and then our hero and heroines roll up and then as they're coming up one frame of them back. Uh, sleeping is in there and it like made my brain hurt so I had to keep going back and find out what it was yeah there's just like one random frame of like eight seconds earlier in there <laughs> and it happens again at the end that's bizarre yeah but yeah it, they just try to manufacture hostility why would like, they be I could understand them not wanting to let them go for their safety but they were openly yeah like, the, border, the border patrol don't like them med tech people yeah they were there was like a, a risk of physical harm. Right. Like this, this them. is, this is the government's mission supposedly is to, to be fruitful and multiply. Yes. 
For the good of the human race. For the good of the human race. Against them greenies. But, or greeners or whatever they are. But we don't need racial slurs here. <laughs> what if the, we have frogs and toads listening? That's that's racist against French people. Is that a racist French thing? Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so we both agree. Mm-hmm. The gate guard crossing didn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. Okay. So then they end up in alien territory. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, around that time? That's when we find out that his magic underwear is rigged with explosives <laughs> and has a proximity device, and it's all controlled by her two earrings. <laughs> one earring turns it on and off, and one earring is make it blow up. Yes. Um, there, around this time, there was also a... They, the army lady filled up the gas can in the least subtle filling up gas scene ever she had a 10 foot i'm exaggerating uh-huh. probably a two foot long spout on this that they showed the whole thing of the spout go, going in slowly into the vehicle i was probably looking at my phone typing filling. furiously at yeah. this point i missed so, that <laughs> that was a not subtle at all <laughs> penetration joke um yeah, the earrings don't make any sense. No. Also, the first time we ever hear them, which is the explanation behind them, uh, she has to turn off the proximity thing. All the rest of the movie, which kind of a lot of the movie is based on this whole proximity thing. Yes. She never has to manually turn it off again. It all turns itself off as soon as he gets within range. So that's convenient. It's... There's no logic there. No. There really isn't. It's I just like, like to nitpick. It's what I do. That, uh, I feel like it's my role here. That's So I keep coming back to this, but this is what I can't wrap my head around of anything else. Like, who is this made for? Because all right, well, we should probably just, let's just want to do frogs now. Uh, okay. That, uh, there's still so much more. I know. Well, we can go ahead. What do you got? Uh, he At one point he has like a battery pack hooked up to his junk and it's supposed to like make him aroused so he can screw the lady they found who apparently this is like a the two or three days worth of travel Mm -hmm. they have to have that baby two or three days sooner because they need to have him bang her in the middle of the desert yeah immediately it's not like let's get home and get somewhere so we can check to see if she's or no she did she she ran the test off screen yes also, there's a scene where she uh, she's in camouflage underwear with frills. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who makes frilly camouflage underwear. Medtech. Uh, and she like does a seductive dance to keep Roddy Roddy Piper potent, I guess. Yes. And <laughs> and then she goes back in the tent, and army lady. Centerella? Centerella? Centerella. Which I think is a Barbarella reference, if I had to guess. Mm, Don't know. Uh, Just immediately gets naked and climbs in with him. And then we hear the the boyoing of his (laughs) flap springing. I don't understand who this movie's for. Like, like you think, oh, this is just going to be a vehicle for boobs. 
but it's not. But really. it's not. There's there's that. And I then think that's, that's the it. only breast in the in the yeah exactly. Yeah. But it's all about sex. But there's mm-hmm. only one nude scene. Right. And you get the striptease from from f- main earring lady. Yes. And you get the striptease from the frog lady later yeah that's all right so that's a good way to get into frogs i guess before one one thing before that okay at one point she references the contract to rowdy rowdy piper and shows him yeah and he just throws it out he throws it out and that was apparently the original (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the only one that they took the original with them right into hostile territory with the savior of the human race to rescue the other half of the saviors and his punishment for that was he gets kicked out of the car and they drive off and he's like, oh, shucks, but I guess I hate them anyway. And then his dick starts beeping because they're too far away. So she and then with... he has to just run for miles with his <laughs> dick on fire, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Which couldn't have been that far, though, because earlier when he ran away after he said he had to take a leak, it started right. going off like after 100 feet, 200 feet. Yeah, he got so, up a hill and, started, and ran away. So yeah. were they, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's like a, a knob that she can control how far on one of the Probably. earrings? Probably. They looked like well-controlled earrings. Um, so, frogs. Frogs. There's frogs in this movie. <laughs> and toads. So here's the thing. Whatever the mutation is, does it only affect the amphibians? And if I, so, are there salamanders around? Are there Were they people things? turned into frogs, or were they frogs turned into people frogs i assumed it was frogs turned into people frogs but that's a great question mm-hmm. that i suppose i can't answer maybe they were people talked in, turned into people frogs because he just said that you guys created our kind yes but so they obviously have interspecies arousal so that would make me right. think like maybe they were human now they're frogs so because if you were a frog all the way, I can't imagine you get turned on by people. I don't know, but people, you're human. People get turned in by animals, so. But, but they're humanoid, so I guess you're starting to get close. Yeah. To being able to play with that, uh, I don't have answers, man. I really don't. Um. Also, Rowdy Rowdy Piper says blouse. Blouse. Which he's, he's put, referencing her blouse. Put your blouse back on. I've never heard anyone say it like that. There's a, a scene where, so the hostages, mm-hmm. they go to rescue them, and one of them said, like, their their theory is the weak will inherit the earth. The, yeah, the meek will, the inherit, meek the will inherit the earth. That's yeah. a, that, that sounds like it means something, but that doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah. And not to, not to jump ahead of this masterpiece, but then <laughs> at the end, they all have their hands up because uh, guess what? Guy who Sam, guy whose daughter Sam raped, probably. <laughs> it turns out he's the arms dealer, and he's got a rocket launcher pointed at all of them. They've all got their hands up, and so S- Sam, Ryder Ryder Piper, somehow magically got a samurai sword on his back that he never has before that, as far as I know. I don't remember him having a samurai sword, and then I thought, why does he have a samurai sword? And then it's because... He needs to throw it through that dude. <laughs> that's, of course, that's why you need one. <laughs> yes. That's why I have one. In case you get smart and I need to throw it through you. So his hands are up and he's like four inches from the sword. 
And as quick as he does throw it, eventually, it seems like he could have just reached back and grabbed that and thrown it. But no, he has to get the passive lady behind him to do it. And she's like, I can't. I'm too passive. (laughs) And he's like, we're going to die. You need to give me the sword. And so she hands him the sword that is on his own back where his hand is. (laughs) And he throws it through the guy. There's there towards the end there's a scene where I think it's Roddy Piper ask Army Girl how her shoulder is. Yeah. But she's cut on her upper arm. Like <laughs> she literally has a cut and a bandage wrapped around her upper arm and he's like, How's your shoulder doing? <laughs> he doesn't know the difference but he doesn't know how to put it in context and he doesn't know the difference between a shoulder and an arm. No. So this is this is my note right before they get to Frogtown. So I have, at this point, forgotten about the guy who ribbited. Okay. And this is my note. Oh, God, only 35 minutes in. <laughs> I. It is a painful hour and a half. I or actually, hour and 20 minutes. I actually almost turned this movie off. <laughs> but I powered through for you, fine <laughs> folks. Just like, I'm done with this podcast. This I was, can't do this. Yes. This almost <laughs> made me quit the podcast. <laughs> if this is important to things to come. This movie is bad. In, in my mind, I was giving you like awesome Roddy Piper and terrible Roddy <laughs> Piper. Like, I just, I, I want to talk about Lawnmower Man 2. Okay. Because Lawnmower Man 2 is, <laughs> is a bad movie. Is that, is that whatever? It is, it is a terrible movie. But I love that movie. <laughs> I'm so glad you made me watch that. <laughs> this is a terrible movie. It is the, it is probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. No. It might be. Oh, I I've seen like, a lot of bad movies. I feel movies. like the gauntlet's been set for me then. I feel <laughs> like I really need to, <laughs> to drive I've home. I've seen so- a lot of bad movies, but it's like Troll 2 or The Room, anything by Neil Breen. Those movies are fun, bad. This was just, this was painful bad. It uh, it really did, doesn't have that like fun thing. Like Even as I'm trying to like look at the frogs, because like, usually at least I can enjoy like the craziness of stuff yeah i'm kind of even bored with the frogs in this movie man like they have so they have a fight like the big fight scene did you notice like the turning point in the fight scene is a poke in the eye literally roddy piper pokes the frog in the eye he pokes them he pokes them in both eyes with his two fingers but the whole point of the frogs is their eyes are far apart (laughs) and there's no physical way he could have done that but he's like ah my eyes my one weak point. Well, Roddy Piper can do lots of things with uh, with the human body. I guess. For, reference the shoulder and and the arm. Yeah. Uh, also, we t- t- we talked about the earrings. So there's a scene where the like virgins or whatever they are uh, are prepping her for the dance of the three snakes. Yes. And basically, by prepping her, they are lightly rubbing mesh fabric on her like big blanket sized scarves like those you know those scarves where you're like hey you know it'd be fun if i learned how to juggle it's those but bigger okay uh so they're just lightly brushing those over her and that light brush of mesh fabric activates the earring (laughs) (laughs) Not her, not her shrugging your shoulder. No, not her going to sleep on a pillow. No, 
That life piece of fabric. Just l- the little piece of fabric, just little kiss, and activates the earring, and blows up the the toad. So, the or the frog, the stripper frog. Yes. Bringing this home a little bit to a, a little callback uh-huh. to Hulk Hogan earlier. Sure. The frog lady falls down at one point or gets knocked over. Mm-hmm. She tells Reddy Piper, "I'm not hurt." Go on without me. <laughs> and he leaves her laying down. She's There's nothing wrong with her. She has like an extension cord or something like lightly wrapped around her and maybe like, I don't know, a box or two laying on her or something. Hmm. But she says the words like, I'm not hurt. Go on without me. <laughs> and he leaves her laying there. It's It, it was just they had to get rid of her somehow. And yeah. that's the way that they opted to do it. I think Hulk Hogan might have wrote that movie. Maybe. Because we're going to talk about the Dance of the Three Snakes. Yes. And I have a note here that says, are the snakes penises? <laughs> and it turns out, and then I have a note, uh, why am I watching a frog orgasm? And then the snakes are penises with like seven exclamation points. <laughs> I don't think they were subtle about it at all. Like there was a question there for a little bit. But yeah. then at one point they... No. Then they become three erect penises. Yes. As she has she has successfully danced the dance of the three snakes. <laughs> but, all right, so so we've kind of went through this whole movie. And I keep asking this question. You haven't given me an answer that's going that has made sense to me yet. Who is this movie for? Is this movie for children? Uh is this movie This movie definitely reminded me of Super Mario Brothers, but without the fun. What little fun is in that movie? Yeah. This, this, if this movie had John Leguizamo, maybe it'll be fun. Oh, but it, it was like they were trying to get dumb thirteen-year-olds, maybe. Uh, like, there's such a—I don't even know who they were. Uh, there were so many random ideas, maybe. But I feel like I feel like this movie was made for drive-in theaters, so you would you would see the good movie, and this is the movie that would play before the good movie. This is the movie people I would have ex- think people would expect a wrestler to do. Yeah, is this, and he made the, or at least these were released in the same year. They were, which is crazy to me to think. Like, I looked at his IMDb page. Uh, granted, there were some wrestling things on there, so I don't know. I didn't look everything, but there were like 150 things on there. So I think maybe maybe more than I think of that is wrestling, but I would imagine so. I only know of like one other thing. I'm sure that I'm missing other things, but there was one that like, came out like right before he died. Yeah, there were like two or th- there were probably ten things from the last three years on there. Okay, I think uh, one of them was wrestling. It was like WrestleMania 30 or something. Yeah, uh, my money would be it's mostly mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm not gonna pretend to be the connoisseur, but uh, so. Uh, what do you think? Which would you choose? Which would you recommend between these two? <laughs> because you you would reference they live as uh, Roddy Roddy Piper's like uh, tour de force acting, and I said, mm, don't be so sure. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's Hell Comes to Frogtown. Okay, so Hell Comes to Frogtown. Let's see. Um, let's let's run run down the pros and cons list. Okay. Pro boobs. Mm-hmm. Con. Not great boobs. <laughs> uh, I think I'm out of pros. <laughs> uh, Sed- there's seductive frog. There you go, seductive frog lady. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Weird future chastity belt. That's super cheap. Like, yeah. You could just crumble that thing. This is a piece of plastic. Immediately. It was, and I think it just had like a flimsy strap around his ass. Like, yeah. There was nothing. It was, no it was probably a jock strap with off. piece of plastic attached. It was so cheap. Uh, the worst fake blood I've ever seen. I don't even remember blood in this movie. Uh, when he throws the samurai sword through the dude. Okay. And then all that's left is uh, the samurai sword. And the dude, he's escaped. <laughs> There's a trail of fake blood that basically looks like Play-Doh, but like Play-Doh and Jello, somewhere between there. It looked really bad. So all of this being said, I love that movies like this can exist. Yes. It makes me so happy. I don't want to watch it, but I'm glad it exists. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's see. Maybe we can make uh, next week better for you. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so thumbs up to They Live. Definitely. I didn't think of this, this was into bill. No, it's not, but it needed to be said. <laughs> um, so next week, we actually have a, a surprise for the listeners. Ooh. We're going to have a, a third member nice. uh, in next week. Uh, we have Mr. Tom Karosik. Oh, of, in. of intro and outro fame. Yes, also of fame of uh, the band Karosik. Yes. Aptly named. Uh, it's he's pretty lucky he found that band by the I way. I know, right? What are the odds that he would be able? It's to crazy. Do that? Well, it's uh, crazy. It works out really well. Uh, he's got a couple newer videos on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen them. There's uh, one called Five Body Blade, which is kind of hard to watch because it's super serious video, and they've got a bunch of like real war stuff cut in. Wow. So, I'll give it a watch. I recommend giving it a listen. <laughs> it's it's. It's 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 really good. It's just hard to watch, man, because it is real and serious. On the other end, he's got uh, a new video called Feed the Alien, uh, which is not serious, but it's just a whole bunch of fun. Awesome. Um, but he's going to be joining us next week. Great. Uh, which should be fun. And what we're going to be watching is, first off. He is handing me a DVD. And this says Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but clowns is spelled with a K, so that's fun. Do you know this movie? In space, no one can eat ice cream. Uh, This might be the problem with you not telling me what we're doing before. I have seen this movie before. Have you? I have. I actually enjoy this movie. Oh, cool. Uh, But I'm going to give it the critical watch. Okay. And... I'm not looking forward to whatever you have paired with it because I don't like clowns. Okay. Not like, not, I, there's a restaurant in a small town where my grandparents were. Uh, so we go up to the lake and then they would take us to this diner. Everything was clowns and I don't really have that big of a problem with clowns, but there was way too many clowns and it was, <laughs> it was so many clowns. It, they loved this place and it was so creepy. This was a restaurant? This was a restaurant. It was called the Magic Wand. I think it still exists. I feel like we need to make a road trip there, man. <laughs> like you just sold me. All right. Number two. Ah. Ernest Scared Stupid. Another classic. Two movies I've seen before. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to giving the critical eye. I think uh, that, uh, yeah, in the scheme of things, you've got Cannibal Holocaust and then yeah. you've got Ernest Scared this- Stupid. <laughs> So this is we'll call the, we'll call these the pla- the palate cleansers. <laughs> That's, yeah, we probably should have paired those up a little bit different because I don't feel like we needed them coming off this. But uh, 
That was a uh, bad movie, though. We, we got we got Tom coming in. We I can't need, make it too highbrow. See, I need a good bad movie, and a earnest movie. I can't really call it good or bad because it's earnest and oh, it's classic. We have so many things to argue about. <laughs> we have so many things to argue about. All right, we'll see you next week. See ya.